0: 影分身の術!
1: Hey, welcome to the anime bar i'm jimsta
0: and i'm Alleycat, cat
1: and we're two friends who love anime cocktails and decided to do a podcast all about both each month is a different anime this month being Psychopath, and each week is a different cocktail to go along with the episodes we just watched so Alleycat, cat what's this week's cocktail
0: this week's cocktail is made with honey mint infused simple syrup gin pomegranate juice and sparkling rosé this artistic cocktail may just inspire you like this week's murderous artist, Gymsa it, Rikoko's Roses.
1: Yes. And I love, it's a little fruity. It's a little uh raspberry. So I hope uh, everyone enjoys it.
0: If you want to try out this recipe, it's posted on our TikTok at the Anime Bar.
1: And if you make this at home, we would love to see your pictures. So please stitch us on TikTok or tag us on Instagram or Twitter. Drink up and let's get started. This week we are covering Covering episodes seven through twelve. Be warned, we will be talking about some spoilers. So, if you haven't seen these episodes yet, they are streaming on Funimation.
0: The following is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised.
1: Episode seven: Crime Coefficient. Rikio claims another victim as our group closes in on the true identity of these copycat murders.
0: So we start off this episode um, with Rikigo. Uh, The one that we keep calling the popular girl last episode. She's visiting her dad and he's, you know, he he was comatose. Now he's dead. So we start off kind of heavy with this.
1: It was kind of sweet that she was taking care of him. She was walking him around and talking to him, even though we know she's like a psycho murderer.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do think that she loved her dad and that she was, I think it was last episode that she had explained about like his work of art when he retired um was it was that a last episode
1: yeah that was last week's episode <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she talked about it because she was like she did talk about how her dad did these things and then she was like i'm not finished yet mm-hmm. with my works
0: yeah so i mean she clearly has frustration that he was put on the on the back burner like that just because of how society changed and ended up uh banning art like that so i think that she clearly had a lot of respect for him and is kind of like in this Like, she's angry, you know? She lost her father, and even though he was still alive for so long, she blames that on the system, which I can kind of, you know... I see that
1: we're gonna learn a lot more about the civil system in these episodes, and yeah, this is not a world I want to live in.
0: Yeah, no, I feel like they they built us up on kind of like the light stuff of the system, where it's kind of like, oh, you know, it seems like generally everybody's taken care of, and then now we're seeing the darker side. We've kind of already seen the darker side, but I feel like they dive deeper into that.
1: As she's kind of having this quality time with her dad, we we cut away and we're back in, I guess, the headquarters or the office oh no wait we're not there we're uh they finally we're back at the the, where we left off last week we're at the water fountain and it's uh who's there ginoza kogame and akane Akane. yeah they're all standing there and immediately ginoza is like kogame you are off the case
0: yeah and everybody's like what like because like why would you kick off the dude that has been like researching this kind of thing for like what it was like the last three years um, but Gina says that he doesn't want preconceived notions about the case. And you know what? It kind of makes sense because they don't want to immediately um, attach it to the last murders. But then also, like, how is it not attached with the last murders? So
1: I do feel like in this time, or the future, or wherever we are, like detective work is not the same. It's very I, I, I almost want to say there's no detective work. It's all like what the computer tells me, what the civil system tells me is how we go. We can't like have our own hunches or intuitions and that's what i feel like ginoza is like saying but not saying when he takes kogame off the case
0: there is that moment you know so okay he puts the con he tells akane you need to watch Kogami, but there is that scene where they're in the office finally and um they ask like well why wouldn't you want Kogami on this on this thing and i don't remember if that was in this episode or not to be honest um But then he says, oh, I read all his things, and he's... I forgot. He basically said he was crazy. I forgot the exact words he said.
1: Well, Kogame has been harping on this case for the longest time because we find out that he thinks that maybe these cases may are connected as we found out last week's episode and his former partner or not his partner um his when he was a detective his enforcer was killed in the same manner as these past victims
0: yeah so i mean and that's why i'm saying like how is that you know how do you not at this point like consider it's the same. But, I mean, Ginoza didn't, and he thinks that, you know, I guess maybe he, he probably did have some crazy rantings and ravings within the last three years, because when you're so obsessed with something, like, you're gonna go down crazy paths. So, I don't think is totally in the wrong here.
1: No, I don't I don't think he's in the wrong, but can he go further down like his psychopath? But maybe Ginoza's trying to keep him from going too, too dark.
0: No, I think, like he said, he just didn't, he didn't want to just jump to Oh yes, it's related. I think he wanted he wanted to look into it more, and get some more proof. He's always about like that's what's the proof, not your gut feeling, but the actual evidence.
1: But well, I don't want to skip over because I know how much you love some eye candy and I think I skipped over a part. But Kelame oh, yes, you... is totally boxing. <laughs> I don't know, you wanna take it?
0: No, 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 go ahead. If you uh, seem okay. more excited about it.
1: I'm excited that Akane is like full out, no shame. I don't know if she's ashamed or not, but well, he's boxing and like shirtless boxing i guess he's all sweaty and stuff and akani comes to talk to him like hey you know i'm assigned to watch you and they're kind of talking about the case but she cannot help herself from like staring at his body and I didn't write what he says, but he definitely said something about it.
0: Yeah, he was like, can I help you? Because she full on was like leaning over, like bent over, like staring like right at his abs. And then I think he wanted to say something else. And she's like, yeah, but first, can you like wipe off all that sweat and, and put on a shirt? So you just know he had like glistening abs going on. I, I, I don't blame her. I feel like anybody would have been mesmerized by that.
1: I've actually, I'm also watching, cause I do watch other animes other than the ones we talk about. And I've been watching a anime called, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, but it's like dressing my darlings. I don't know. Mm. if you, I know. I think we talked <laughs> about this. I know that grown, but they totally do the same thing. where like, the character is just gawking at the hot person. And they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm so flustered. And they're like, it's your fault for being so hot. And you need to put clothes on. Cause you're distracting me. It's so it was, body like,
0: shaming. Staring.
1: <laughs> but I didn't want to glaze over it. I felt like we owed our this listeners. Is important. It's yeah. If you take anything away from this six episodes we watch it's like this scene in the beginning <laughs> of episode seven
0: Kogami remind i keep wanting to call him spike because he reminds me exactly of, of, of spike like the whole character style and everything so if you haven't seen this yet and some reason you're only just listening to us talk um i feel like everybody's seen cowboy bebop and that should be your reference on hotness level
1: oh is spike the type top for your hotness level
0: no he's not like the top but i'm just saying like if i had it, oh if
1: you don't if you haven't seen psychopaths mm-hmm. this is kind of what he looks mm-hmm. like okay but at this point Kogame is like I have a plan to get back on the case without I don't know without forcing myself back on the case. He's kind of got this backway door thing to get it to become part of the team again.
0: Yeah. So he tells them uh or he tells her you have to make them need you again. And we did kind of skip over. I do want to talk about this little quote real quick though. Is uh she asked him like basically do you need to train this hard in hand in hand combat? combat and uh kogami said a person should always be stronger than the weapon they are holding and i don't know why that kind of like that hit me a little bit like it was kind of true also my autocorrect had turned that into the woman you're holding and i feel like that's equally true
1: i mean yes weapons and women interchangeable and wait they ha- <laughs> you have to be stronger than the woman you're yes holding? you
0: gotta be stronger okay. than the woman you're weapons and women you gotta be stronger than them
1: and women if you're holding men you <laughs> stronger than them Yes. Yeah. Whoever's holding who should be the
0: strongest. <laughs> but um they end up uh oh well I guess if I skip there we're gonna skip over things.
1: But we well, this is the part where he talks about his mm-hmm. his uh enforcer. When he was a detective and he was assigned an enforcer and I don't I don't have the enforcer's name in my notes? Saseyama,
0: the one that died. So,
1: yeah, yeah. the one yeah, that died. Sasayama. So, he talks about how Saseyama died, and he died during the specimen case, but he was able to. Well, oh gosh, now I can't remember. He died under now, I'm all jumbled up. So, Saseyama was killed it was turned into a statue and he was put under some kind of hologram and that now i can't remember the hologram but it had a meaning yeah
0: that comes up later
1: oh it's not during this when he gives her the picture and he's like here's a blurry picture that he took
0: (laughs) he gives her the picture but later um it's when he's connecting together like hey these aren't the same cases that's when he was talking about the statue
1: i need this anime to just have one through line (laughs) with stop the flashbacks guys (laughs) i'm good
0: it might be i could also be wrong but i have it later on like i can see we take notes okay. for a reason guys we're too adhd
1: well at this point he gives her the blurry picture yes and the file's name is makashima mm-hmm.
0: and i like that he was kind of like reminiscing about his his partner as well like he was talking about like sasayama was a womanizer so he was always grabbing like the two women of foresters butts so i kind of don't like that part but um but then they would but hit they him. Beat him yeah up. they would beat him yeah. up and then he had like a hot temper like he tells like a story um about how they f- i don't I don't know why some reason in this in this world when you go crazy you kidnap a woman so uh there was also a kidnapped woman and when he like walked in and the dude was on top of her he, he beat him up so he like he just went into this reminiscence and i think you can really tell like i guess how even after three years he holds this person like close to him
1: and it's interesting seeing how kogame's style is way different than gino's on like style of being a detective or like how you treat an Enforcer.
0: Yeah. I also feel like, um, I feel like Ginaza comes off as like the most logical one, but he's actually the most emotional because um, Akane apologizes. She's like, yes, I, I know about uh, the specimen case kind of thing. Like I, she told him, I looked through the, the your files and she thought he was going to be mad. And he's like, no, why why would I be mad? You know, I, if anything, I should be mad that I haven't been able to solve this case in, in three years. I feel like if it was Ginaza, then he would have gotten mad and like called her nosy or whatever
1: yeah he he definitely is like full force i say what's on my mind kind of thing but as we watch i mean i'll save it for later but you kind of feel like there's more to him than we're getting on the surface level
0: oh definitely yeah he's not just like because he comes off as this moody detective dude but i mean he's a lot deeper and he has i still feel like he has like the main character like holds on to the moral thing
1: but at this point we kind of cut away to back to the uh all girls school that we were at last episode and these two girls i do not know their names but they're talking about how one of like a third friend is missing and one of the girls is extremely worried about it
0: yeah and then so the one i don't remember their names either the the one that's like sitting down at the desk she's kind of like hey like let it go like don't like if something really is happening in the school you don't want to you don't want to be in on that. But the one girl, the one standing up, I guess, was friends with the one that's already dead. I know, this is getting a little convoluted. And so she's like, she's super worried about her. So the one sitting down is like, hey, just go, go find popular girl. Go find go. Because they seemed all chummy before.
1: Which, you know, we know who Rikugo is already. And it seems like that this third missing girl is, you know, we already found, we already know her fate.
0: Yeah. So they, they have like the scene where she's like in bed with her or just in bed and then like you know the covers slide off she's naked and then it's the other girl from the last episode the one that had like stepdad issues she's dead in the bed and i'm kind of like okay did she sleep with her before she died or after either way it's kind of gross but I was thinking. So she's
1: dead already. Yeah, she's
0: dead. Or I think, okay. or at least she she's. A... So I always felt like in that scene when they're, when she's talking about the stepdad issues and they hug at the end, the girl goes kind of limp. And I always felt like she drugged her.
1: Well, we're going to see in the next episode how she does it.
0: Uh, but then, I don't know, it makes it worse to think like she put her in bed with her afterwards. That's just weird.
1: It, it is weird. And like, what a big bedroom for a all girls school. Like she has her own private room. I feel like there's red flags here.
0: Yeah that, that I don't the know school why. should
1: be noticing already like
0: the popular girls in in most shows not just animes they end up having like the best bedrooms and i guess it's because you're usually the richest ones but it's yeah it's always weird to me that they they would like give them a special room so at the end of the scene though I thought, for some reason I've always thought she was saying something in French but then I realized she was talking to that's the name of the this guy that we've been seeing uh, come in and talk to her and he seems to be like the runner between Makashima Oh, um,
1: I have his name but I don't want to try to oh, pronounce it's, it's it. I'm going to let you go first It's so,
0: Yes, san okay. And so that's why like, she answers the phone, she goes shegu san I always thought she was saying something French and now I know it's his name.
1: Wait, did you think that was like hello in French? I
0: don't know what i thought it was just like just a posh I, like you know how like people are always like chow chow you know when they want to be like extra and stuff i thought she was just being
1: extra please answer your phone shegu Gusan. shegu like <laughs> like this whole week I feel like that that I will feel
0: fancy as fuck like no
1: one will know nobody will know but yeah she is talking to this person and uh he brings her a lot of jugs of this uh chemical
0: yeah so we know that that's the chemical that turns fat into stone or whatever so that she can do these, these statues I don't know if they the detectives already realize that it's the same chemical but we know at this point that it's the same chemicals as before I think it's always been it's been suspected this whole time she they're basically just kind of when they're they're down in this what's that area that they're in
1: it's like well i well it's like a recycling or some kind of trash area warehouse kind of thing at the school it's an empty warehouse i believe on the school property
0: yeah and they were basically just discussing like they talk about like these things like it's a game or like that you know uh makashima and this dude enjoys watching these people do their work and like i know he refers to them as like you know children so he's the candy store and then they're like the greedy children that want the candy
1: it's interesting hearing that from him and then like when she asks if he wants to kind of you know stay for or participate in the artwork and he says like uh no it just satisfies me to watch you do your work
0: so I feel like before before we go on, we skipped a part before um, Shegu-san meets her in the, which I figured out is a boiler room. Um, before they meet there, we had cut away to Makashima, and he seems to already have another another toy that he's going to play with.
1: Is Do we meet the other guy now?
0: Yeah. He he was oh. talking to... So, um, I know because I wanted to talk about the eustress deficiency. So, that's when he was talking about, like, how people just go, like, brain dead. And that's what happened to her father.
1: Ah. Uh, oh. He does talk... Is, is this the point where Makushim is talking about, like, how certain people can be numb to psychopaths? And then, like, they kind of pass it, in a sense?
0: Yeah. He had, like, a whole, like... He had, like, this whole speech about people not um having stress anymore in their life and that we need stress to keep the mind active so he called it eustress deficiency and they actually he actually said that the average lifespan is decreasing but the public wouldn't know that because the government's hiding it from them
1: would you rather live less in a stress-free life or live longer which stress
0: live less (laughs) (laughs) i always choose that option i'll live less
1: oh man well welcome to (laughs) psychopaths but now are we ready to go to the the next day
0: yes now it's the next day
1: now it's the next day and the second body has been discovered and it's found in in a park again i don't know if it's the same park but it's found in a park
0: the whole time watching this, I think just because of uh COVID and all the stuff that came out during it, but I I kind of hear that like TikTok sound the the body's been discovered and think of uh, Among Us.
1: Oh man!
0: Where they just keep finding bodies all over the place here.
1: This is true. These are not the bodies. I Want to run into,
0: yeah, if because <laughs> she has them posed. I don't know if we talked about it enough, um, before, but like she has them posed all at like in these cr- weird works of art. And when she had killed that other girl, I think she already had made a painting
1: for her, yeah, she's drawing in the classroom after. Yeah. I don't know if this is before or after I don't know how time flows mm-hmm. in this show but she always has a drawing to go with the statue she's just created yeah I guess it would be make more sense if it was before then she would have something to like base it off of it's such like mm-hmm. I don't know well,
0: well we'll find out later so <laughs> body's been discovered in the park uh, I think this is a good segue to episode 8 then uh, yes episode 8 and then silence Kokomi continues to work the case even after being taken off the MW PSB is now closing in on the one who's killing the girls on campus
1: we kind of start off with i always say her name wrong week ago week ago yeah week ago week ago and i believe she's talking to makashima just in the art room and they're talking about how the police are going to be onto her because you know she's kind of only murdering girls from the school so very sus
0: yeah so i mean and they already have like security tightened around there and so <laughs> i have to go like look at his name again to say it god what was his name makashima was that Makashima in the room with her?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, it was. You're right. So yeah, she's talking to Makashima, And Makishima basically, like, he asked her why, like, why are you so insistent in, in doing this in the school? And I'm not going to say that she's right, but I am going to say that I understand. I understand what she's saying. So she she went into this long speech. She was like, "Do you know what the school is? And it's an all-girls school, and they're you know taught you know class and and being like the perfect lady above all else." And she talks about you know how that's a relic. Uh, it's not it's not common anymore. It's just at that school. And to her. I got the vibe that it's just they're already being molded for other people's needs. She talks about how they're going to get married. You know, basically she calls it being sold. But they're they're going to get sold off to these like rich old men after they spent years at the school being molded already. So she's just doing the same thing. She's just molding them.
1: Yeah. So is this like, uh, are they called like, I might be wrong, but finishing schools? Or, is that the term for it? Like, yeah, I... those old school girls schools that would just like, we prepare you to be a wife.
0: I think that, yeah, I think that that's what this is, because I know they're still all girl school, and I don't know if they still emphasize on, like, being a lady and all that stuff, but the, I don't know. The way she says it, it seems like it's it's a little bit too old-fashioned.
1: Which, I mean, she's got points, like you said, but I don't think we have to murder each other to to get the points across.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, Uh, she's not right. But I just, like, I understand the message I get, I guess.
1: But like Makashima said... You know, we got to keep calm because you have been just murdering people from the school. So, you know, the detective or uh, I forgot, what are they called? The police people in this world? Uh, it's a mouthful. Oh, it's MWPSB. Yeah, that they'll be all over the school. Mm-hmm.
0: So we cut away to Kogami and Akane and they're kind of going over the case stuff. And this is where we see that Kogami he does not think that it's the same killer. So this whole time we thought like Kogumi thinks that it's the same killer and that he's going to go off the rails or whatever. Kogumi doesn't even think it's the same person. He says that he thinks that originality is, is missing.
1: I don't know. He's using it real detective skills because he's kind of like, it's because of this, this and that. But I don't remember what he says exactly.
0: So Kogumi mentions the spec- specimen case. Um, like, we, you know, we're going to keep going back to that because there's so much similarity. But he talks about again, and he was, he's kind of said this before, Um, that with the locations have meeting. Meaning, so in this example, he brings up uh, this house member who was suspected of corruption. And the corruption was that he was faking his crime coefficient. And when they started questioning him, you know, uh, to show the records and everything, he kept saying, I don't know, I don't know you know, I can't remember. And so later, when the when this house member's body was found, he was found with his skull sliced open and the hippocampus was removed and shoved up his ass. So it was basically you know, it, it has an obvious meaning to it. While this killer, the recent killer, everything is sterile. Like they're obviously doing some kind of artwork, some kind of piece. They have a meaning, but it's sterile and it's not as clever as the last person. So from all of that like you know knowing the past cases and the new ones he's able to create a profile and he says like this person he does keep calling it a he kind of sexist what women can't be serial killers <laughs> but,
1: not in this not world. in this
0: world um he says that they're intelligent they probably have a well-paying job they're young and because the victim's haven't had any uh, sexual abuse uh he doesn't think that the killer has sexual abuse in their childhood
1: i, lo- I love this about kogame because he's like i don't know i guess old school detective because he's like we gotta get in the car and we gotta go talk just talk to an expert so they get in the car and they drive to i guess it's kind of like a, a holding place or well, a is this a jail? It's basically
0: a prison, but their prisons are also, like, mental facilities.
1: But this is a place where where people who have a crime coefficient higher than 300, and... I guess it's like this gives me like silence of the lamb vibes he's like we gotta talk to it. the only way we can find a killer is if we talk to a killer but they're not talking to a killer they're talking to a art expert mm-hmm. and this guy is weird
0: yeah it's weird but I mean on top of that when they're walking so when they're walking in he talks about how like how high security this is so basically if like there's an emergency the whole place turns into a gas chamber and we'll just kill them all and then I don't know what this dude's crimes are or, or whatever it is but I think it's just being into. To art and it messed up his crime coefficient. So that's extreme measures for stupid reasons, you know?
1: Well, I mean, we're going to find this out in the last episode in episode 12 about how crazy like the measuring of a coefficient is i in my opinion yeah But i'll hold my i'll hold my thoughts to that episode
0: so this dude that they see though he is like head to toe you know what there is actually a dude like that in person uh like a dude that has skeleton tattoos like all over his body so he's pretty much like that dude he even like he's like oh i'm flexible i can reach my back because kogami asked like oh those back tattoos must have been hard so he's a little bit creepy a little bit you know Eccentric, I guess, is the word that we should use.
1: But he's very knowledgeable, though, because Kogame Does he... I believe he showed... No, does he show him the pictures? Yeah,
0: he, like... Because it's, like, you know, it's the future. So he's, like, able to digitally put up these, like, screen things. And he shows him the... He's like, oh, you haven't been watching the news? And he's like, why, you know, why would I watch that? And so he shows the the last victims. So he's able to identify the artist.
1: He's got a print. He's got a print in the, sale, in the cell. Because he goes back and he like digs through his stuff. And he pulls out like a print of the specimen case. One of the, is it one of the victims? Or is it just an art piece from him?
0: No, it's just the art piece that the artist made.
1: And at this point, because he has the print and the art he tells them the artist's name and by that they discover that there's like a connection between the artist and Go. yeah Akane or
0: yeah Akane just has this little tablet thing she pulls up and she's like hey one of the students has the last name of the artist so this is where they're caught up to where we're at we already knew that um gos who Go's father was and, and was an artist and everything so now we have like our heroes. Caught up to where we're at.
1: And at this point, they're like, we got to get to the school. Because right now, Kogame is not on the case. He's still off the case. So we have the other... Everyone else... So it's Kogame and Kane over here and then everyone else is kind of at the school and they're questioning people. And I love this part cuz it's the uh I can't remember his name and I'm sorry that I keep calling him the old guy, but the old guy is in one of those uh police outfits, the little cute mascoty police thing. Yeah. And he's questioning these girls. He's like, "Have you seen anything suspicious?" Um just kind of the normal, "Hey, we are kind of looking for someone, but we don't want to tell you exactly what's going on."
0: Yeah, it seemed like they were like they were clearly trying to be discreet. You know and not freak anybody out but then kogame has to bust into the school and just like he's running through there with his guns blazing and everything to, to but then at that
1: at that point because kogame runs in and the old guy sees him and he turns off the the police costume skin and he's like kogame what are you doing here and then the two girls that he's questioning like scream because it's not this cute police robot it's this old <laughs> man rough
0: old masaoka <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> scarred up and everything. Yeah. And so of course Gina's all, is like, Hey, you know, but Akana t- tells him like, Hey, like it's it's the popular girl. And like most things to, to convince people in this world you have to do the crime coefficient so may busts into the the art room points the gun uh she's at 472 which i think might be the highest so far crime coefficient
1: yeah that's pretty high because if that prison is for people who are over 300 ish crime coefficient then she's off the deep end
0: yeah so he went to shoot But then the stupid teacher had to, like, gun block him. And so Kogame misses the shot and she's able to escape.
1: Which I don't understand, like... I feel like we all agree to the civil system, but why would the principal stop him? Like, she, it's too late for her anyway. They're gonna, it's not like we're not gonna chase after her. Well,
0: he's not a cop, and this isn't something they see in everyday life. So, I think you just essentially see someone pointing a gun at a, at a teenage girl. You think, like, well, hold on, like, you know, she's just a kid. So, they still haven't connected, like, how horrible she is.
1: I don't know. The, oh, do you think it's not common knowledge about the Dominators? Like, how they read people and how they work?
0: No, I don't think that they really get that much, much action with the cops. Like, and that's why they use those costumes and they keep everything cute and they keep everything light. So I don't think they get to like the average citizen would see a dominator often,
1: but he blocks her and she kind of escapes through the back way. And I guess someone else helps her get out. Or she's like, did Makashima send you? Yeah. And they escape. It's,
0: um, it was...
1: Some other girl. No,
0: yeah. Well, because remember, um, san when he walked out in this last episode, he was walking away and he was like, I was squeamish. He has like this compact that changes his appearance. Which that I felt like was Sailor Moon. <laughs> um, that they all have like compacts. That So he changed from like guy to a girl there. So in, in this episode, that's the girl that's helping him out. It's actually a uh, Gu-san.
1: Oh, I didn't get mm-hmm. that. interesting but at this point oh gosh i believe makashima is inside the school Mm because but he's going under an alias
0: yes but did they really build that one here not until after well
1: we know what makashima looks like yeah so because the lady's like oh sorry that she was talking about him about some musical prodigy he was like going to look at and then all the craziness all the riko stuff the lady has to run off and Makashima does like some computer stuff.
0: remember we're having like side by sides kind of going on with this, so in the meantime, they were like, "Hey, let's use the footage. Can you find the footage?" He goes to to Ya Yaoi, now I know her name because of episode twelve. <laughs> They go they go to, to Yahweh and they say, Can you isolate the the popular girl based off of all the footage? And they're able to isolate her and they're they find out she's been going to the garbage disposal behind the dorms. Why? Like why would a teenage girl go there? So of course uh Kogami takes off. And
1: then they're trying to Well, yeah, then they're trying to get more info about it. And this is where Makashima did his like corruption of files, like to kind of hide her her tracks in a sense because that's why magashima is in the school to like do this And at this point, so now we're coming back to Kogame and they kind of bust into, what is it? Disposal? Garbage disposal area? Mm -hmm. Some kind of warehouse in the back and that, I guess she didn't have I guess she must have made the statue but didn't have time to place it somewhere? Or do you think this is where she wanted it to be?
0: No, I don't think she planned this at all. Um, I think it's just she didn't have time to move it.
1: But we get to see that she has finished, I guess, her third piece of artwork and this one is the most terrifying. They've all been nightmares fuel but this one is especially nightmare fuel for me
0: yeah it was wasn't this one the one with like the two friends
1: yeah so i we didn't talk about this but in the last episode when the one girl was like oh i'm worried about my friend the other girl suggested that she go talk to uh the popular girl riki riki go and she did and you know anyone who talks to her they don't, they end up as a statue eventually. So she killed both of, like, not the, this is so many friends. This is so confusing. <laughs> she kills two schoolgirls and she makes a statue with two bodies instead of just one. Mm-hmm. And that's what they find in the warehouse.
0: So in the meantime of like Kogami busting in and finding them, you know, finding the new statue, Makashima is, is talking to the popular girl on the phone. And so this whole time that we're kind of seeing these scenes flash through, he's doing this long quote by uh, Titus Adronicus, which <laughs> I thought that name was made up. I thought it was from, um, what is that, Kimmy Schmidt? And then Chitus yes. Andromedon. <laughs> yes. So when I heard Chitus Andronicus, I was like, "Oh, that's a person," and that shows you like how well versed I am in literature. But
1: oh man, now I got that Pinot Pinot Noir. Yeah, song, is it?
0: Yeah, it's Pinot oh, Noir. I'm
1: throwing it at the. I'm throwing that at the end of this episode.
0: <laughs> that should be like our closing song. <laughs>
1: She's on the phone with Magashima and she's kind of, it looks like she's in like the dirty part of town.
0: Well, it's just like and they went I, deeper into that thing, right?
1: No, cause she's, well, we're going to find out because she's in the other area mm. from the next episodes. Mm because the because the human hunter is there okay because he's the last person she sees so now that i'm seeing now that now that i know that what is his name
0: oh uh shegu san
1: now that i know that that girl was shegu san it makes sense that how she ended up in that area because mm-hmm. he took her to there because he's magushima's middle man he does all the like the dirty work i guess
0: yeah, and then so Makashima has this um, pattern and it's where he kind of like has to mock the people before they die or before they get closed in on. So he calls her a disappointment. I think he was really playing on her daddy issues, you know, with that To It's like he like tortures them one last time.
1: Because this is the second time he's done it because he did it to the Avatar guy. And I really feel like he's like, I don't know if it's torturing them or he's just like, I guess it is torturing them in a sense. But I think he, has, he wants them to succeed because he wants to like disturb the norm in a sense or whatever the norm is in this world and he basically is like you failed me and you know i don't need failures anymore
0: yeah i feel like he enjoys bursting their bubble like because they feel so on top they always feel so superior while they're doing these killings but then when they're getting closed in on then they're in this panic mode they're afraid you know and i feel like that that's that's the part makashima kind of likes with this is like if they win then good for him. And if they lose, still good for him.
1: Yeah, I do think these people are toys for him. Because he basically just throws them away when he's done with them.
0: Definitely. And so now he sets his his new toy is uh, Kogami. So he was kind of, he was back in that computer room or wherever it was they were. And he was looking at the footage and he sees how Kogami is like putting things together. And so he's basically, I don't remember if he says something or or what, but it's Kogami's his new dude.
1: Well, he wants Kogami, but he's got another toy already lined up. And that toy kills uh, the Popular a week ago, so no more week ago. But we got a new villain. I guess he definitely
0: gave me like most dangerous games vibe. Just like straight off the bat, he—I'll be calling him the hunter. We'll say his name one time. I'll attempt to say his name, (laughs) but the rest of the time he's going to be the hunter. I just straight away, just I guess from the setting when they were talking earlier, he just felt like a, like a games master kind of dude.
1: But I think that leads us into episode nine, which is called Paradise Fruit. Kogame takes Akane to visit an old friend to help her learn more about old school methods of detective work, like profiling. And we learn a little bit more into Ginozan's past.
0: So Kogame, right at the beginning, they're talking about like they're gonna catch her or something like that I don't know but Kogome like she's dead he already like you know he's a profiler so I think he already knows how Makishima works without even knowing that it's Makishima yet um, and that this this is the next person to get thrown away and surprisingly ginaza uh takes kogami to the side and apologizes which is so out of character but i'm glad to see it
1: the way they kind of interact at this moment you were like if we didn't know ahead of time you knew that they definitely had a nada de- like enforcer detective relationship like they were equals at one point just kind of there feels like there's a respect thing there
0: yeah i you can see that uh, Ginza kind of humbles himself a little bit and then i love that kogami does doesn't take this chance to like make fun of him or shame him anymore he's just like look it's all good
1: and then we have that and then we kind of cut away to the next morning and akane is in her apartment
0: yeah so she's back with the the cute jellyfish ai thing this time she's sporting a yellow romper and i think he- here is where i get the the whole ai clothes things so i think they really are wearing something else under those clothes and then they can just project whatever so last time you were like, like, oh, like, what happens if it goes out? And then I think you just your ugly clothes underneath her <laughs> are showing. Okay,
1: well, at this point, so she's wearing the yellow romper, which is that frilly thing, I assume. Yeah. But then she puts, like, a jacket, like, her hologram is a jacket, mm-hmm. and, like, a dress shirt or maybe a dress underneath i don't remember i do remember that she touches like she pulls on the lapel mm-hmm. of the jacket it's
0: crazy but it makes so
1: is she pulling on a hologram or is she pulling the ruffles on the romp i
0: don't know i have never been able to tell just like i don't know why when they were like in an avatar at that party last last episode for us is uh she said that it was heavy so I I feel like we just have to have suspended belief on this, but it really does mess with my head.
1: But I do like the idea that she she tells her alarm clock jellyfish thing to like save this under my favorites. And I like that because I would love to just wake up in the morning and be like favorite one outfit and then have it on me and then just be able to leave the house.
0: Yeah, I love a lot of the technology in this show. Like, you know how like, We'll see it in a little bit more, but we've already seen them in the cars and that's clearly self-driving cars. And that's I think that's why I like this anime so much is that the things aren't super unrealistic. The crimes aren't so you know super unrealistic and the technology. I feel like it's just close enough to reality to feel like a real, I don't know, to feel like I'm watching CSI or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy the advancements in technology. I don't like the civil system. No, so. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we can pick and choose in this world, but if we could. The chain holographic clothes, yes. Uh, scanning my crying coefficient, no.
0: Yeah. Um. So in this, we have, you know, it's so cute because the jellyfish is kind of like staring at her. And then like thinking and is like, huh, you have a date. And she's like, I'm not going on a date. Like da-da-da. And they have this cute little back and forth. And so I like. That they made the AI a little more human than just like this robotic, you know, hologram or whatever.
1: Well, she does wipe its memory from the last she does. few minutes. She's like, forget this. Yeah.
0: Um. And then so this is where. Oh, so then they show that news report, right? Who was watching that?
1: She was because this is what I found interesting because she tells her alarm clock after she wipes its brain of knowing that she's on a date or thinking she's on a date. She's like, uh, play me the news. And the, the jellyfish is like playing the government selected news. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because now this is like now the government's picking what news that they recommend you watch.
0: You know what? Again, I go to how this isn't so unrealistic. I think that it's like that in you know North Korea and like other other countries that like really limit their media and everything. I can imagine that that's already happening.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like this is happening in parts of the world. I think it could be like I mean I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist person, but like I do think maybe some things are picked and choose for us, what we see and what we don't see.
0: I do. I really think that uh, I don't know if I want to go. Are we going off on a tangent? Yeah, we're going off on a tangent. (laughs) I do think that we're for like America. We're flooded with more information to distract us so rather than limiting it then they flood us and that's how we all unwillingly know you know about Will Smith (laughs) slapping Chris Rock like whether you wanted to find out or not you did and I feel like so it's two different methods going on it's limiting information or you know giving so much information I think there was like books about this I don't remember the name so that we learned back in the day Orwell George Orwell
1: are we talking about 1984
0: yeah because I remember in school we had to like pick out of like these two books which ones do you think the future is going to be and one was like oh the government is going to be super limiting in this and that and then the other one was like no they're going to give you everything but it's going to be so much that you don't know what's important
1: i think the future is going to be like animal farm the pigs are going to take over
0: <laughs> i don't know maybe we'll just reset like in futurama it goes to like that medieval time <laughs> first after the aliens destroyed everything
1: but back to the show even if like the government didn't suggest me to watch this i would probably watch this interview anyway because it's kind of fascinating
0: yeah so we have um let's try this mr sengugi and it's like i don't know to me he looks like a white guy like old rich white guy like stuffy white guy and
1: is he not japanese are we not in japan
0: I'm just saying what he looks like, though, because they don't make him look very, like, Japanese or anything. I mean, his eyes are, like, so super wide. Like, they're unhumanly, like, I don't think, it looks like he doesn't have eyelids for a bit, but you see him blink.
1: I don't think he blinks, but just (laughs) because we skipped over it. He is a cyborg. The only thing real about him is his brain and the rest of his body is a robot.
0: And I don't get why. Like, I guess he explains it later, kind of. But like, if you're going to be a cyborg, why would you choose like such an ugly looking? Yeah, why would you choose that body?
1: So before we found out he was a cyborg and he's kind of doing this interview and his eyes are wide open and I don't think he's blinking. But according to you, he is blinking, but he's doing this interview. I thought they were making fun of Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) <laughs> like and how he didn't blink i thought that was like oh rich guy being interviewed not blinking i don't <laughs> i don't know when this anime this came, came out, out
0: before mark zuckerberg got big I think. oh
1: maybe my maybe mark zuckerberg stole it from <laughs> the robot guy but that's what it reminded me <laughs> of
0: so they're talking about you know i guess people are uncomfortable with the full cyberization and you know this and that and he's like why not like We're already cyborgs. Like, he uses a reporter as an example. And she's like, she seems offended. She's like, sir, I did not have any, you know, robotic stuff. And he's saying, like, look, you use a home AI. You use your phone. You use this. Like, your brain is basically part cyborg now. And she goes on to mention, like, well, look, even if you... You do have a whole cyborg body. The brain can only last 150 years like that. So you're still not immortal.
1: He's like, wait, just wait. I'm going to be immortal. Basically, he's like, don't worry. I found ways.
0: Yeah, no, he does say, like, basically, you know, within that time frame, though, um, they could come up with a way to expand that. So it's possible he can be immortal.
1: He also talks about like how keeping the brain active keeps him young or keeps it like stronger Mm -hmm. or like ways that he can expand on the like 150 year span of a brain. Mm By kind of keeping his brain doing things and active, even though his body is a robot body.
0: And I think it was here that's where he had said, um "Like, yeah, like people focus on having a young, nice body, but then they're brain dead." And for him, I guess that's his his thing is, yeah, he has this old body, but he has a young mind.
1: Yeah, but again, I'm picking a hot body if I'm gonna be a robot. I know,
0: same. Like, why not?
1: But they're watching this and then we cut to the not date of Kogame and Akane.
0: Yeah, and so they go visit, you can tell this is probably like a area that's off the grid a little bit, but clearly this person's still rich. Um they visit Professor Saiga, and this professor, he was just to skip through. Like this is a lot of kind of like explanation scenes kind of coming up on it, but he's a criminal profiler, which is now outdated. They don't teach these students. And and the reason is that when students would take his class, their crime coefficients would raise. Not all of them, but for some people, just hearing about this stressful stuff was raising their crime coefficients.
1: Like he teaches her, I guess he gives her a crash course in this. And after we leave, then Kogame says that to her, and I'm like, dude, you could have said that to me before I entered this thing. What if my crime coefficient went up?
0: I think she does say that, and he was like, oh, don't worry about it. Like nobody can change your your.
1: And I do have theories on Akane's hue, but I'm going to save them for episode 11. But I have thoughts.
0: Um, So over here, then we cut back. So this is why it gets kind of convoluted to try to... (laughs) talk about it because it's so many like this is happening here this is happening there this is happening there but we cut over and it's the hunter guy and he is with uh was he with makashima makashima okay i was gonna say he was with the other guy so he's with makashima and he's he's smoking a pipe i don't remember what were they even talking about though
1: uh i think they were talking about like him keeping his brain young or just like makashima's like hey i have Makashima is about to propose something to him, mm-hmm. and they're kind of talking. And then he puts the pipe in his mouth, and Makashima's like, That's not Ebony, or not Ebony. <laughs> That's not, I, sorry. <laughs> I'm cutting this out. No doubt. Okay, fine. He says, That's not ivory. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't recover anymore.
0: <laughs> so it's not ivory. Uh, and he's, uh, the hunter's like, No, this is, um, it's the popular girl's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I guess I'm laughing. <laughs> Okay. He
0: said, "No, this is ebony." No. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Um, no, it's the popular's go girl's bones. I think he made it out of the out of her spine bones.
1: Now I have to keep all this because we're It won't cut easily. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yeah, he's he's made a pipe out of Hugo's bones, and what? he has like a on the table is like a set of pipes or it's like a box full of pipes. So I assume that he's been hunting people for a while now.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually, I guess before I saw it in your notes, I thought that it was like all her bones. Like it was just all her spine bones. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's kind of excessive. Like, are you trying to give them away or like what? But he says
1: he, Oh yeah. No, go. okay. you're going to talk about how he smokes them.
0: Yeah. He said that like, it gives him life when he smokes smokes out of those bones.
1: Yeah. It's like, he's, Feeling their essence, in a sense.
0: Yeah. So, like, uh And I don't know if he was, like, saying, because, like, I don't know if he only hunts young victims or what. And that's, like, what he's saying, is that he can feel, like, the young spirit going through him. It was really weird.
1: I thought more of it as, like, the brain is young. Like, doing this keeps my brain young.
0: That might have been what he's saying.
1: But at this point, I know we do a lot of this. We're like, and then we cut away to this (laughs) scene. But we cut away to Gino's on uh, Kogame and they're talking about how he took Akane to see the professor and this does not please Ginoza at all
0: no he's pissed like when they walk in everybody's like quiet and like Ginoza is the one that like goes and confronts them and is immediately yell- yelling at Kogami
1: and I love this because Akane goes off on Ginoza and is like you know what you're not superior to me we're equals we're both the same like I can choose what I want to do you can't really tell me what to do anymore
0: I do also feel like she appealed to his nature a little bit in the way that she said and you shouldn't be questioning me in front of the enforcers because if she left it with just hey we're equals i think he would have pulled rank on her or like you know superiority but throwing in the like you're doing this to me in front of the enforcers." really stopped him in his tracks
1: i also love after this she's like i'm gonna talk to hr yeah,
0: basically i'm gonna go write a report i was like akane does seem like a little snitch though
1: so. and it takes um gosh what is his name
0: Makaoka. the older
1: enforcer maka like hey let's chill out do we really have to bring hr into this and he does calm her down i don't it doesn't tell us if she did complain HR or not. <laughs> I'm assuming she did.
0: So he goes into um, Ginaza's past. He's saying like, look, here, here's the story about Ginaza. And basically Ginaza's father, we already know this, his, his crime coefficient went bad, but it apparently happened at a time when crime coefficients were first being introduced. So if any family member had a high crime coefficient, Then they looked down on the whole family. It was just like a black mark on everyone. So he grew up with like people just looking at him, already thinking that he's shit because of, you know, his father's crime coefficient. And he's saying, like, I'm trying to give you, you know, that chance. Like, you have people that you love, right? If your coefficient goes down, then the same thing can happen to them. And that's what he's trying to protect you from.
1: And I like seeing a little into Kinozan's past because we kind of see it we heard this before when he was talking to like the chief or the director person of the agency and she's like maybe genetics but hearing it come from an enforcer or someone who knows him well you're kind of like okay i can kind of see where he's coming from and why he has this stick up his butt all the time
0: yeah that's true and i think that leads us to that's the end of that episode so then we go into episode 10 uh methuselah's game akane and kogami investigate what happened to her her friend yuki but they quickly realize it's a trap it's a trap um so we start off akane gets an email at 3 a.m
1: yeah and it's from her friend are we supposed to know that yes because did it say that because i watch it sorry all you (laughs) We were talking about this before, but, like, dubbed and subbed fans. I watch it dubbed, but clearly the message is written in Japanese. But it didn't say it was from Yuki.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. At that moment, we don't know. But so then Akane ends up bringing... And I thought this was kind of smart with her, for her. Uh, She doesn't go just meet her friend alone. Like, because obviously this is weird. Like, why would her friend do it like that? So she brought Kogami with her. And when they're in the car talking, she's like, yeah, like thanks for coming with me you know my friend sent this message and they're getting to the kind of shady side of town so kogami's like oh does your friend usually hang out in places like this and she's like no so
1: do you think it's low-key date though no like Akane's like my friend might be in danger but
0: no but i do think she Kogumi likes
1: it low-key date she did like undress him with her i eyes mean he was already two undressed pretty ago. Much, but... well she took off the last pieces of clothing <laughs> that were there
0: um but no i don't think this is a date kind of thing i think t- Kogumi's a little like he's too focused on this case for him to like have feelings yet but i do think he has a little soft spot for her
1: and is the car that they're in a police car or is that her personal car
0: i think that's a police car because then when he goes in because
1: he has the guns yeah right okay so like they get to the like shadier side of town and there's a bound of a- the abandoned building and kogame says you stay in the car i'll go in but can i have a gun please <laughs> and that's where she pulls out the gun from the car
0: yeah she uses her bracelet and they have like this you know like instead of the glove box it's just filled with dominators and like did you notice the it's little not tidy... a
1: dominator that he gets oh no no because he gets a Dominator in the next episode. This is like a weird stun gun kind of thing. Mm.
0: And then I saw that it had a little tiny charm that looked like the cute robot things. And I'm kind of wondering, like, does that grow? Or like, I don't know. Guys, look in the glove box. It has like a lot of weird stuff in there.
1: I mean, I have a lot of weird stuff in my glove box.
0: <laughs> so, Kogumi goes alone, even though they know it, it's a trap. Like he, I mean, he's going in as a trap. And he's he has a Khanate stay behind because what if something happens and then they're both stuck down there makes sense um so then they're using like comms he's got like a earpiece she's talking or whatever and she's directing him she has a virtual map the thing is though he crosses this point and at the same time it kind of flashes over to her and to her he should have been in a dead end but he keeps walking past the wall
1: yeah and then she's still talking to him but then it does like this weird staticky cut off. It's her voice again. She's still talking to him and telling him to check these abandoned subway cars.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if it ruins it for me to say it, but I mean, I'm assuming y'all already watched. This is where you you should immediately kind of pick up, like, hey, something's wrong, because on her end, she's confused, right? We saw that. We saw her in that scene. She's like, "Where is he going?" And then suddenly, she's talking to him and telling him where to go. So we know this isn't a Akane
1: yeah and he enters well he's about to enter the train car and then the train cars start or the subway cars are subway trains can i say that are they kind of the same i guess yeah he enters this vehicle and it starts moving and there's a woman tied up at the front of it
0: so i thought when you first see her i thought it was the same chick that got kidnapped in the first episode and i was like again How are you not protecting yourself? But
1: I mean that girl has the worst luck. But, <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's not. It's Yuki Funahara. It's just for some reason all these women wear the same nightgowns.
1: You got her last name. <laughs>
0: yeah, because she's in the um she's in like the preview. So when I was editing that, that TikTok, go watch the TikTok guys. It's not getting enough attention. <laughs> um it kept like re- I kept he- hearing it repeat over and over. I'm gonna oh I can't tell you yet. Never mind.
1: Oh, because I'm like, we didn't learn the lady enforcer's name until episode 12. But you know the last name for Akane's friend she's had lunch with twice.
0: (laughs) It's from TikTok editing.
1: Okay. Uh, But yeah, it turns out that this girl is Akane's friend that's been kidnapped.
0: Mm -hmm. And then so uh, we flash, we're going to flash over again to the outside. And uh gina's uh smartly she calls back up as soon as like he's missing a, a kane does. and gina's is there and he thinks that kogami is ran so he's like hey when you get in there shoot him on site and she doesn't want to so that's their little like side argument
1: but gina's on such an asshole about like you know there's ways you can say things and he uses the like worst way to say
0: So, Kogami quickly realized, like, they, so they went on the subway, it stops at a destination where they have to get out. He's, you know, he doesn't want to, he says, like, I really don't want to do what they, where they want us to go, but we have no choice. So, this is, oh, and while they're on the subway, this is where he realized that the trap is even trappier, and it was really set for him that he he does like a long explanation and basically whoever set this up knew that it was going to be him that went inside.
1: Yeah. And they find this like, so he enters the door and they find this duffel bag and I believe it's, has water and I forgot what he says it is, but they're glow sticks basically.
0: Yeah. Um, and is this where, Oh, so they have to go down this door and this is where the mechanical dogs come in before. I don't think we mentioned it, but, uh, the hunter guy has mechanical dogs and that's what like, killed or like kind of trapped the popular girl and then he shot her in the head so here's the mechanical dogs again and they're kind of they're corralling them and like forcing them to go into the direction that they want to go
1: and at this point they kind of enter so this is where they enter and they find the glow sticks and he's leading the path and he stops her from walking because there's a bear trap or is it a bear yeah there's some wire trap on the ground
0: and then there was like another trap, and then she sees another bag, and she's like, "Oh, look, another oh. bag!" and runs for it. Like, why do people do Did that? Did you scream people?
1: like Yuki? Why? Yeah. Why are you rushing for the bag?
0: <laughs> it literally, my note says, "Dummy runs, <laughs> runs and grabs bag. It's a trap, of course."
1: We've just seen two traps with giant spikes. I know. One rush and pick up something. Uh,
0: But she does. And then so that sets off for the dogs to come after them.
1: And he kind of figures out that like this is very, I I believe this is the point where he's like, oh, this is a fox hunt Mm -hmm. and where the fox Mm -hmm. is.
0: Yeah. And so once they get to like, you know, because they're being chased, once they get to like a. A hiding spot. They're able to look through the bag, and then they see that the bag has a transponder. And so he's like, "Yeah, like we can call for help." But the only thing is, it was missing a battery and antenna. And he realized that, like, this is a game. Just all like the whole thing is just a game. And. At this point the hunter also realizes um that this is a game as well. Makashima, he's got Makashima on the phone and he's like, Hey, you added something into this. And uh Makashima's like, Yeah, like now you know that this is like this is for real. Like you have a chance of dying as well.
1: Makashima loves to test people and I don't I don't understand I maybe it's that maybe he's looking for a worthy person
0: yeah or like he i think that he has no status like there's nothing that's gonna satisfy him so he's gonna keep upping and upping and upping the game you know until there's nobody to play with or he's ready to make his move
1: but at this point so it's kogame and yuki hiding i guess in this corner and he says we gotta basically split up or he says her you wait here i'm gonna go there to take out some of the dogs Which I'm also like, don't leave Yuki. She can't defend herself. But it kind of works out in his favor because he's able to take down this dog. And I don't know. Is this possible? He ties the communicator to the dog's body because it's a robot dog. And then he uses like, I don't know how to describe it. But it's like one of those black, like Black Widow has to shock people, the batons.
0: I thought that he just used the gun that he had at the beginning.
1: Oh, I thought that was... Was like no i thought it was a stun no thing.
0: okay so i was like what are you talking about what was on the dog was the battery and he shocked the, i think he just shocked the dog with that i until you pointed out to me that that was a stun gun i thought it was a uh i was gonna say denominator that was a dominator um and when you told me it's a stun gun now i realize that that's what he took the dog down with
1: yeah he puts it so that's a battery i thought that was a communicator and he like Charged you it know, through the electricity. So of that's the dog what
0: Makashima had put on the like the dogs. Let's, he's the one that gave them the, the transport. Oh so it's a game so,
1: okay. to, to
0: find okay. that the like, two missing pieces.
1: What luck though. Cause there's three dogs mm-hmm. that the one you well, now I'm conf- okay, wait. He tricked, now I'm confused. There's so many dogs. Regardless, he has the battery mm-hmm. from the dog and he shocks it and one dog down.
0: So he goes back to, to Yuki and um and I can't remember if it's here, if it was before, but he realized that she was only kept around to to hold him back, basically, or that's what the conclusion they come with. And then
1: she realizes it, which I feel like is the worst thing. Mm-hmm. You know when you realize you're the stupid one? Yeah. I, no offense to Yuki. But then how horrible it must feel, yeah. she realizes, like, she's the one to, like, she's the ball and chain mm-hmm. to, like, stopping him from escaping. Yeah,
0: and so she, but, I mean, she's such a good person, which we didn't mention, but, like, as they were kind of walking around on their own, she's asking about um, Akane and if she's doing well at work and this and that so it's like you can you get set up that she's she's a sweet person who cares about her friends so here she's like hey look if you need to leave me leave me um i think there's no point in both of us dying but kogami mastermind guy that he is he's like no this is a test to see if i would leave you and if he would she would fail or he would fail so he tells her to strip
1: i don't understand this part i don't I understand because of what happens, but like I don't understand why he can't explain I, to her why he wants. it. He's just like, take off your clothes.
0: Yeah, and then so she, of course, she's like, you pervert, and blah blah blah. But so she does it. I feel like this was just so we could have this sexy scene for for the men. Um, so she's down in her underwear, and then he's like, oh, wouldn't your wouldn't your underwear normally match? Which I'm like, no. How
1: rude. How rude is that?
0: Well, because he's being observant. But I'm like, look, I don't know why in this. in Look, women, are, our underwears are not matching. Like, I'm going to tell you all the truth. We wear our one bra for an entire week. We're only man- matching when somebody's going to see it.
1: Okay. So since she brought up bras, mm-hmm. he asks her to take off her bra. Yeah. And she she's, I don't know why he didn't turn away, like modesty turn away. But she's like, at least look the other direction. Yeah. And she throws her. Oh, wait, no. no you go ahead. ahead. She throws her bra to him, and the antenna is in the bra. Mm -hmm. This is my question to you as a bra wearer.
0: No, we wouldn't know. Can you not
1: feel the antenna in In there? You wouldn't feel a long, pointy thing in your bra?
0: All you have to do is hide it down by the underwire, the other pointy thing that's already poking into you.
1: Okay. I mean, I have no experience with wearing bras, so I just was like, I feel like she would have felt this, but my bad, Yuki. (laughs) Point to you. No,
0: I mean, and granted, right? She just she was probably out, right? Because she doesn't know who took her. She went to bed. That's what she described. She took a bath. She went to bed and woke up and was tied up. So you're not really thinking about like, oh, what's in my bra? Like (laughs) you have other things to worry about too. But my thing is like, why does everybody, all these women, they go to bed in like nightgowns and like sexy stuff? And I just, (laughs) who does that? Like I don't, I don't think anybody does that.
1: My fear is to be is my house catching fire while I'm asleep and then I have to run out in what I'm wearing like it'd just be like basketball shorts and like a Spongebob t-shirt that I or like a t-shirt I got for free oh I
0: have like emergency clothes
1: so if your house is on fire you're gonna change into your emergency clothes and then run out
0: I mean you're forgetting (laughs) that I used to do firefighting so yes I can quickly throw something on and get out the door I don't think it's that hard to throw on like some sweatpants like I don't know. I'm not going to go into what I wear into bed, but <laughs> it's it won't be that hard.
1: Well, he has the antenna now. He's like all the pieces of the communicator puzzle have been assembled and he's able to call for help. But then we cut away again <laughs> yeah. to the uh, to the outside. And
0: so then we come into like they're all worrying. They're like, you know, he could be dead. He could be running, blah, 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 blah. Gina's all, I think he's had enough. I don't remember what triggered him. Do you like why he went off like that?
1: I think he's just an asshole yeah. all the time now. So he
0: goes off, and he's he's telling Akane, like, he's her responsibility, and if he's dead, because, I oh, I that think that's what it was. She wanted to go in, she's like, what if he's dead? And he's like, well, then that would be on you. Like, that's your fault. You brought him here. You killed him. And, like, you can tell, like, it's, like, I thought she was going to cry or something in there, but uh, then Masa, Masaoka... Grabs him and he's like, "All right, I think that's enough," and then just tosses him like a rag doll against like some machines.
1: Is his name Masaoka?
0: Yeah.
1: Is masa is was Masaoka the villain in Assassination Classroom too?
0: Takaoka. I just
1: find that funny, right? Oh, Takaoka, you're right, Takaoka. <laughs> Man, you remember his name now. now. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but yeah, Ginza just. I I don't know if he's had it because Akane is kind of just like I'm here to change everything and. I'm friends with Enforcers, because the Enforcers, you could tell at this point, really have her back over Mm Ginazan's.
0: Yeah, and I think Ginazan was just taking it too far. Like, I think maybe the first part of his speech was fine, but then he just, he kept digging into her, and I think that's what pissed them off. But anyways, we we end the scene with uh, Kogami's message, his radio for help. And Ginaza snaps out of it, you know, you, just being the shock from being tossed by Masaoka, which spoiler alert, but you're going to find out why that scene like hits so hard later on. But um, Kogami radios for help. Ginaza's like, all right, send down the gun drones.
1: I am. I wish there was a scene where Akane was like, in your face. <laughs> like. The, <laughs> Like, there's no better I told you so moment than like what just happened. He's yelling at her about this because mm-hmm. she let Kogame, quote unquote, escape. And then Kogame's like, I'm on the case. I need backup. I'd be like, I told you. Mm-hmm. I know I would've
0: too I think that they were all still shocked from the toss. Otherwise there probably would have been like a more aha moment.
1: But I think this leads us into episode eleven, which is called Saints Supper. The hunt continues as Kogame tries to survive this quote-unquote test, and Akane comes face-to-face with Makashima and learns about why he does the things he does.
0: So we're going to start off, we're going to split into two groups. And as always, always, luckily there's not too much back and forth until like the end. So we have one group, it's just Masaoka and Akane, and then everybody else. So it was uh, Ginaza, I already forgot the younger guy, the younger guy enforcer, and uh yaoi what is his name oh it's isn't it uh oh kagame kagame yeah so those three and then some reason they just left like i mean somebody was gonna have the odd group but so the other two go off in into two different directions oh and then they also side note they also sent down this like drone the drones are like a the guns the dominators it, they just move around on their own
1: which i'm like because Kogame is now being chased by one of the hunting dogs And I feel like robot hunting dogs take the fun away out of hunting. I don't know if, like, our hunter guy is a purist, but it feels like robot dogs are cheating, in my opinion.
0: Um, I don't know. He's so into, like, whole cyborg body thing. Um, I always reference Futurama, but this gets so Futurama-y to me with the fox hunt episode. And then at the end of that episode, you found out that the fox hunter guy was, was a robot the whole time. And then Bender's like, oh, robot on robot violence. That's fine.
1: Now I'm going to go watch Futurama, but I always watch like the same three episodes.
0: Oh, Futurama is my comfort show. So I'm like, anytime I just don't know what I want to watch, then I go back to Futurama.
1: But at this point, and I always find this, well, I mean, it's anime coincidence happening. He's about to get attacked by this dog and murdered. The gun thing comes to him just in time. And I brought this up last week, but these guns take forever to like read out a reading and then be able to shoot because he's gonna get bitten by this dog and he has to do a flip over the dog by the time the gun unlocks for him to blow up this dog
0: it really did and like last time i tried to defend it and was like oh we don't know anime time frame but this time he had to physically like you said dodge the dogs before he could shoot so it's not anime time frame this thing just takes forever
1: and at this point we have the hunter talking to makashima and basically was like, the jig is up, you know, the police are here, we, we should just pull back, you know, you kind of failed me, this game is over, I'm bored, goodbye. And Hunter Guy's like, nope, I want to go down, I want to go head to head with Kogame, basically, is what he's saying.
0: Yeah, so he... He went into like this long speech about like how he was into the, the thrill of the hunt. And um, I feel like he even gets to talk about... I. This is what I like about crime stuff is I want to know why. why. Why do people get to this point? Um, and I feel like I'm the most frustrated when I don't get to figure out why. This one, they handed it to us. He talks about how back in the day he used to work in in construction in developing countries and they would basically like get attacked by like guerrilla fighters and this and that and he watched his friend just like die gruesomely like he talks about like the smell and the blood all over him and he's like you know don't get me wrong i don't think of this memory as like a bad thing this is when he was finally awakened so this thing this is his thing
1: yeah very creepy thing but you know whatever whatever keeps you young right (laughs)
0: yeah i guess um on the other side you know i guess we did do a little back and forth but on the other side we have kogami um when he had killed that the one dog he the dude shot so he realized that for every two shots there's like this long silence and just from that he was like he's got a double barrel shotgun so he knows kind of what he's up against uh weapons wise
1: which is kind of smart cuz we learned that not a lot of people are using like to our days firearms. It's more future stuff, I believe, or knives. I think we've only seen knives.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it gives him like the advantage like okay, like after I hear two shots, I know I can run, you know, this way. And he does he does end up using that. So he he runs off and the hunter guys going after him. And I feel like I feel like that, that that construction thing, even though he says, you know, it's not a bad thing, i don't know it did mess him up he has like a ptsd moment where you kind of hear like war sounds going all around him while he's trying to find kogami but then he's also like laughing during it and enjoying it so
1: oh is that in his brain yeah i thought makashima started playing that music (laughs) you know how makashima messes with everyone towards the end of their thing i thought this was makashima being like enjoy this
0: (laughs) no yeah i i think that's just like a little like he was Going, in, I think it was the he's finally enjoying himself moment um, because everything everybody's been so easy to kill.
1: And he ends up shooting Kogame. Uh, I don't know where he shoots him, but it's like enough to make him bleed. But Kogame also gets a shot off. And this is where I was like, I wonder if the Dominators will still work on a robot person. Mm-hmm like can it read them and it can cuz Kogame blows off the hunter's arm and the hunter shoots Kogame so they're both kind of injured at this point did
0: you the way he ran after his arm was shot off it was so weird did you notice that or is that just like my weird brain <laughs> Getting something. I don't wrong.
1: know. Usually I notice weird running. I might have to go back. It was kind
0: of like, it made me laugh. Like, it's a very serious moment, and it just kind of took me out of it, and I was like laughing. And then I was like, I guess, like how would you run after your arm got blown off? I guess.
1: I'd be crying. Yeah. I would be crying. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a crawl, robot, so it's okay. Do you think he feels pain? I don't think so. Oh, well.
0: I, I don't know. If then, he can smoke, I don't know, man.
1: Well, yeah, because he does feel the pleasures of smoking out of human bones.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure on that one.
1: I don't know either. If you're an if you're the writer of this show, please let us, <laughs> let know.
0: us know. Um. So yeah, he he got him. He goes after him, and he basically Kogami traps the trapper. Um. He thinks he's he's got him, so he's pointing the gun. It's the girl, and then to the side is Kogami, and he's able to to shoot and just like it. It looked like it like cut him in half. Like the whole front half of him fell down, but the back half was gone.
1: Do you think he's still alive? No, he's not. He's... Oh, I thought I saw his head still. No, he's dead. Because all we have to do is keep the brain, right?
0: Yeah, he's dead, dead.
1: But I like this part, though, where Kogame goes up to Yuki and he's like, I'm sorry, you know, I couldn't shield you from this violence. And he's like, you need to, like, as soon as we get out of here, get emergency therapy.
0: Yeah, I love that he's, I mean... You see a few moments where he is worried about people's, like, he's not, like, Ginoza is about coefficients, but he does, I like these little tender moments with, um, with him. But anyways, Yuki gets her ass kidnapped again for, like, the second time <laughs> within 24 hours, and uh, so it's, it's Makishima. He, he put over something over her mouth, and, and she knocks out.
1: And what a time for Kogame to pass out. I mean, yes, he's been through a lot. He just got shot. But man, I feel like instead of telling her about the violence part, maybe we should have been walking towards the exit.
0: Yeah, but I do want to know Kogum or Makashima. like he could have killed Kogame, but he was like, "No, I'm not going to play with you while you're this hurt right now." So, he wants Kogame at his at his full potential.
1: And I do think th- that he has a plan for Kogame because he sees like the potential of people who can become killers because this is what? His fourth person? Mm-hmm. Not Kogame, but like robot hunter guy, Rikio, Avatar guy, and then wasn't he a part of the, the factory drone person's thing? Yeah. So he's he's has the eye of finding a killer. So he must think that there's something in Kogame that can be pushed him to the edge.
0: Yeah. So we go back over to it's the uh, it's Masauka and Akane and they run across Kogami. Who is alive. So, good thing. Um, Masaoka is the one that ends up doing med- like medical on Kogami. He's like, look, he was shot with real bullets. Like, he's going to die. Um, luckily, they have a little drone thing there with a first aid kit. And while he's doing that, Akane can hear her friend screaming. So she takes off on her own.
1: And I like that he's able to do the first. First, he asks Akane, like, can you do this? And she's like, I, I had a little train. He's like, just move. Get out of my way. Hey, I got this. Yeah. And. Gives her a perfect... I mean, it's all coincidental because now he's busy having to help Kogame and she could just run off and do what she, she needs to do. Mm-hmm.
0: So then at this point, we flash over to the other team and they're kind of like walking through everything. And they notice like there's a lot of old blood around. Like it, there's no way that it could be from what's going on now. So he's lured a lot of people down into that space and played this game with them.
1: Which... I'm like, okay, it makes sense because he's rich, so he might own this building area. But, gosh, no one investigated this. It feels like, shouldn't he have had his crime coefficient read sometime? I feel like doing all this would change you.
0: Yeah, I don't know how he's managed to avoid it or being full cyborg changes things or, or what. But they they really don't go into that, so we won't have any answers. Um, but at this point, Masaoka is calling them for ba- backup, and they're like, hey like I, he's i have Kogami you know come this way so now the their stories are going to collide again
1: and then uh he lets them know that Akane went after well they don't know it's Makashima yet i believe yeah just that she went she to go find
0: like Yuki
1: yeah and then we then we cut away to Akane and Makashima has Yuki, and basically he's threatening to kill Yuki.
0: Yeah, so he's he's pretty much like, "What are you gonna, you know, what are you gonna do about it?" Kind of thing, like you know, um, I'm I'm right here. He has a shot. He has a shotgun on him, and um, he's like, "Yeah, go ahead, try to shoot me." But when she does his crime coefficient is like the hue is like white and it's like really low i think it was like in the 20s at that moment and like every time she raises the gun back up at him uh it's it's like getting lower and lower until it hits zero so the gun won't activate it won't even stun at this point
1: point. and this is when we get like a classic villains monologue and he's saying that basically his whole life he really hasn't had uh a crime coefficient it's never gone up his hue's always been light and it just must be his body adapting to the stress and then he's talking about how i guess is is he saying like we're so dependent on the sybil system that we don't really have feelings anymore we don't really feel things
0: yeah basically yeah he's basically saying that so i mean in the end it's all a it's a speech about how the sybil system is flawed and then he's able to flaunt like hey like you trust so much in this system." And, like, at the time, like, he was, like, he was doing disturbing things to the friend. Like, he cut her back. He was, like, raking. Um, no, I think this is a little bit later. But he's he's messing with the friend. And he's, like, shouldn't my crime coefficient be going up while I'm doing this? You trust your system so much. If I'm so guilty, why isn't it going up?
1: It kind of is just, she can't figure out. And she goes for the shotgun. Well, he
0: threw it down to her. Yeah. He, he...
1: Well, I mean, yeah. He's, like, you got to shoot me with, because the dominator's is not going to work. Mm-hmm on him he's like you're gonna have to do it old school you're gonna have to shoot me and use like your own judgment
0: so she picks it up but she won't let go of the dominator and it's this literal visual of like whether she is gonna hold on to the you know the ideals that she knows or is she gonna take somebody's life you know at this turning point and she can't make a decision like she keeps balancing it i mean he even tells her you're gonna have to choose or your friend is going to die and the whole time like sadly her friend is like screaming for her to do something to help and kane's just stuck
1: but she ends up shooting the shotgun
0: whilst holding the dominator
1: yes one-handed and at this moment because it kinda cuts away to her shooting the shotgun and then cuts to her friend. And her friend's being held over this railing. So it looks like she's dead already. I thought that she shot her friend.
0: Oh no. I think it's just because he has her has her handcuffed to it. But
1: But yeah. So we realized no, she shot
0: twice too. That's my thing. It's like you wouldn't even experiment one time like with one. Nope, she shot twice, so that we already know that this this can only hold the two bullets. Um and he's like, Well, you failed. You disappointed me, you failed, and now you must be punished. And um, he slits her. He slits her friend's throat. And this is the the preview that you see, the one that I posted on TikTok and everything, where he's like, "This is Yuki." <laughs> I had to look at it again. See, I don't really remember.
1: Okay. <laughs> Did you think he was gonna kill? I mean, a part of me was like. I don't think he's going to kill Oh,
0: yeah. There's no no happy endings in this. So anyways, yeah, he's like this, you know, I'm killing this woman. He slits her throat straight up. And then it flashes back over to Masaoka and Kogami. And you can hear Akane screaming.
1: This is going to haunt Akane for like the rest of her life.
0: It it is. And you can tell she's like clearly, she's clearly shaken. So now we're, we're outside and everything. Uh, Kogami's being wheeled out to like the ambulance or whatever. And he's like, where's Akane? And, you know, we kind of flash over to Akane and she's, she's shaking. She's repeating herself. I I can't remember what she was saying. Like she was saying like, oh, I like it. It wouldn't shoot or like it wouldn't work or something like that. And she's repeating it over and over until Kogami grabs her.
1: And then this is the point where I'm like, is Akane like Makashima? Like her, Everyone talks about how her, her cue has never been cloudy.
0: Yeah. But I kind of wonder, like, does it get cloudy after this? We don't know.
1: Yeah. Like I, I would love a reading yeah. at this moment, but then what if it's like, explode her?
0: <laughs> yeah. That'd be some serious stuff. Um, So unfortunately we don't get that answered.
1: So then we have episode 12. But I think we're going to save that for next week since we're running kind of long with these five episodes. So, up oh yeah
0: (laughs) nothing i'm gonna say just no it's a filler episode um so you're you're not missing we're not leaving you on the edge of your seat or anything like that
1: no because the show the show left us on at the edge of the seat by giving us a filler episode right after this but like every week we give a rating to the episodes we just watched um, on a scale of one to five shots so what would you give these five episodes So
0: I think I'm going to, what was I? I was like a 3.5 last week or something like that. I'll round it up to a four because now I feel like we're we're finally getting into like the the meat and potatoes. And this one was a little more exciting and less uh, gruesome, I feel like.
1: Hmm. Well, I gave it a four last week. And this (laughs) week I'm going down to a three because it's giving me nightmares. (laughs) And it's just taking a a toll on my life. (laughs) All these murders
0: oh my gosh you know what i think the difference i watch a lot of true crime and i feel like just from like social media and stuff like that a lot of women also enjoy true true crime so this might be a little bit targeted
1: i don't know i watch anime to escape reality and this is bringing the worst kind of reality straight to my face
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know why it's a it's a sick interest i guess
1: so next week we'll be watching episodes 12 through 17 and you can always follow us on our tiktok twitter or instagram they're all at the anime bar and like always
0: cheers
1: Cheers. caviar Myanmar, mid-sized car you don't have to be popular find out who your true friends are pinard On bourgeois